Learning happens everywhere all the time. Hey there and welcome to the Homeschool Success Podcast. I am your host, Cami Wanis, the Freedom Scholar. My experience as a veteran homeschool mom, former public high school teacher, and mentor to homeschool families everywhere, along with periodic guests, will help you to create the homeschool experience you always wanted and your family deserves. Homeschooling is a leap of faith that can cause doubts, overwhelm, and uncertainty while trying to keep love of learning high and balance life, work, and kids. Each episode is packed with the strategies, tips, activity ideas, and resources you need to ensure your kids get a great education, create close family relationships, become good leaders, and have tons of fun. You'll learn everything from scheduling, curriculum, routines, and homeschooling multiple ages to increasing love of learning and everything in between. This podcast is different from anything else out there by also focusing on the thinking shifts that are the key to homeschooling successfully. Whether you're new to homeschooling or a seasoned veteran, make sure to subscribe so you'll gain the practical strategies and confidence you need to develop a rich love of learning culture and environment that results in passionate, lifelong learners. More than ever before, leaders are needed who have a great education and who use their unique talents and gifts to make this world better. Join me on my mission to raise our next generation of leaders through ensuring your family has a supportive and inspiring homeschool journey. Homeschooling is learning through life. You got this. Welcome, welcome everyone. I am so excited because today we are going to be talking about how to introduce your kids to the concept of money and teaching them good money habits because that's something that's really, really important from a very early age. And we've talked about it already a little bit with Brittany Young. If you haven't listened to that podcast or that uh, Live with Cami episode, make sure you go back and listen to that one. But we are here with Sandy Reynolds today who actually has a little bit of a different experience. And so I wanted her to share that with you because whereas Brittany was talking about entrepreneurship and teaching money that way and being an entrepreneur, Sandy has a different perspective coming from the financial industry herself. And so I really want to be able to share her perspective with you so that it's good to have lots of different perspectives, right? It's so awesome. You guys, this is super exciting. If you're watching us live in our Facebook group or YouTube, welcome, welcome. And if you are watch- or listening to this on our podcast, Homeschool Success with Cami Wanis, welcome as well. I am so excited. This is a lot of great information and we are going to give you links to resources that you can get to right now and you can go get started right away with your family. It's super exciting. So Definitely teaching kids about money early is something that's just an idea, something that's always in their minds. You're creating a culture of good financial habits. It's so easy for us, even my 15-year-old who is in a household where we talk about that a lot and talk about finances and decisions. He still had a gift card from Christmas and he went over into, you know, he went to Target with, you know, my husband and he was like, oh, well, I have this and I, I, let me find something. And it's like, we were teaching him, you don't have to spend just because you have it right now. doesn't mean you have to go find something in the store. Right. So that's, 
that's how we're, it's still in there. It's, it's like, I don't even, it's like part of our DNA or something that, that concept of just spend it now sort of thing. So I am super excited because Sandy's going to be here to talk about this. Lots of different perspectives from a financial industry point of view. She really helped a lot of people with their finances. And so Sandy has been in the financial industry for over two decades and she's retired now. So she gets to deal, she gets to really dig into her passion and, and her passion is definitely about helping kids. So I want you to hear from Sandy and Sandy, what kind, what is your background in the financial industry and, and how did you get to really be interested in helping parents teach their kids about finances? Well, Cami, I worked in the industry, like you say, for over 20 years. So from being in the industry, I realized how important financial education really is to their children. So once I retired, I said, gee, I have some knowledge. I have some experience. I realized the importance. So I found this, um, this site with Teachers Pay Teachers, and that's how I got my start. So I decided to make some lessons, mini money lessons for the students. And I have eight grandchildren, so four are young. So I had a good set of kids to practice on. That's amazing. I'm super excited about that. So please just let me know. And I know eight grandkids, that's so awesome. I mean, you have a lot of, you have a lot of teaching to do, right? I sure do. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's what grandparents are for, man. I love it. That's amazing. Super awesome. Very, very cool. Okay. So just if we're a parent and we have littles and we're just getting started and they don't really under, even understand anything about money, like how do we get started? Like, well, first, how, when is it a good time? Like, I mean, when is a good age to really like start thinking about the concept of money? You know what? You can start as soon as possible. Play little games, talk about different things. Even a toddler knows they want to buy a toy. It costs money. So, and when they're young, they are interested in the different coins, you know, the different bills. Although they don't understand the concept, they still have an interest in it. So, you know, playing little games by giving out the coins and giving out the dollar bills and teaching them the value, that really helps. So at any age, start as early as possible, look for learning opportunities, and this way you can start explaining money slowly, as, you know, as, as early as I can understand. Yeah, you know what I, I love is that it's so interesting that kids really can pick it up so early. They, they really do. They see you with the money. They see you buying things They go to the grocery store with you. And they see this concept of exchanging goods for, for something. Right. And even though they don't see the actual cash sometimes, cause a lot of us don't, even, don't use cash anymore, that it's something that they're still seeing an exchange happening. And so I think that can be really difficult. Do you feel like there's a there's a difference that maybe using cash more often, maybe when they're little to get that concept going is a good idea versus swiping the card. Because I feel like that might be difficult to get the concept of there's something exchange happening. Do you feel like that? Absolutely. You still have to have the foundation. 
with the coins, they have a visual where they can see four quarters equal a dollar, you know, and the nickels, how much equals a quarter. So you need that basic foundation. And then as they get older, they realize there's debit cards, there's credit cards, there's all different ways to pay. You can pay on your phone. And so unless you have that basic foundation, um, it, it gets a little harder as they become, you know, maybe nine, 10, 11. And then they get it though. <laughs> Yeah, wow. definitely. They get it. And I, I really feel, you know, we all have that play money, right? The play coins and things like that. And then we also have those cash registers or you can, the play cash registers and things, which like, I mean, we still have cash registers, but it's almost like they're not used so much anymore. And so it's really, it's really interesting to be able to get your kids around playing with just how things are. There's a lot of um, how things are being exchanged physically there's i know there's a lot of board games like that too that where you can exchange things um they have monopoly junior you know that's a great game right for yes. really exchanging yeah. money are there any other like tools that you know of that are really great for you know like play things or just playing around with it you know what when the kids are young they do learn better by visuals so in some of the resources that I have, there's play money. You know, you can cut it, cut it out with the child. You can make a pretend store. You can have like a little lemonade stand, or if you have a little kitchenette, you can play and introduce money that way also. So it, it does help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I love that. It, and and with the kitchen and the little, like, you know, getting your groceries or whatever, the little play, you know, uh, shopping basket or something that's super cute. They can, and it doesn't even have to you have to play food or something. I mean, they can go around and shop for, get a little bag and shop for their own toys, right? <laughs> or shop for things that they find around the house or whatever. You can yes. even do it outside. You could do it outside, like shop for little rocks or something like that, or or they'll pick it up and you could buy it from them. <laughs> and you know what? It's true. As a parent, you look for opportunities to introduce money and you do it very casually. You do it as in a conversation. You don't want to make it stressful. You don't want to make it, you know, uncomfortable for the kids. So for example, um, one of my granddaughters, she, uh, she plays softball. So her sister is a little younger. When they go to the softball game, they like to buy snacks at the stand, at the concession stand. So I was going over money with Charlotte, who was young, and I, I was teaching her, you know, how many nickels we were on the table, and I had all these coins, and this, this amount of nickels make a quarter, and these quarters make a dollar. And she was having fun and she was actually adding up everything. And she was asking me some really good questions. I was surprised. So at the end of our little fun game, I said, Charlotte, we're going to take all this, these coins and put them in a baggie and you can have them. And the next time you go to the concession stand, you can buy something. And she looks at me and she goes, Grammy, are they going to take these coins? I thought you need dollar bills. So I said, no, Charlotte, coins are money also. So little kids, you don't know how they think. And she's thinking, oh, when I go to the concession stand, my parents give me a dollar. So she's thinking, 
I need dollars and not realizing coins are money. So it's cute. You just look for little opportunities to teach them. That is such a cute story. I absolutely love that because it is how kids' brains think, right? It's like, I didn't even know that. Like, that's a good example with the cards too, right? You just think it's a card. Well, we're just not doing anything with it. So it's just a card. You just need one of those cards. You can get as many groceries as you want, you know? And so it's really, I love that idea. And and definitely remember that this is, like she, Sandy said, this is teaching math. It's teaching math. You're teaching addition. You're teaching subtraction. You're teaching um, different forms. You're also teaching decimals and fractions as well because you're teaching the, you know, what's half of a dollar, right? That's 50 cents and that a quarter. When you see, like for my son, when he was little, um, you know, he would say, I would say, what's half of a dollar? And he'd be like, I don't even know. And I'm like, what's two? But he knew, I'm so, well, how much is two quarters? Or how many quarters make a dollar? And he goes, four. And I said, well, how many are half of those. And you go, oh, two quarters. I'm like, well, how much are two quarters? <laughs> and you go, oh, 50 cents. Like he knew the coins, but the like half a dollar, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. But that interchange between seeing the groups of things is really cool. It is. And you know what? They do remember it. And uh, like three or four months after we played that little game, we were in the car and Charlotte says to me, Graham, I still remember four quarters equal a dollar. And I'm like, I can't believe you remembered that. And she did. So it's interesting. She was having fun. She was having fun. And, and she that's wanted what happened. a snack. They learn, right. They learn when they're having fun. <laughs> and when snacks are involved. Right. Sure. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. And definitely, I feel like as they get older a little bit, you know, early age, they can start playing around with the concept, right? But as they get older, they can start understanding really that the value of money. And so I want to know how you, and, and this is me going off just on a tangent a little bit, but how do you think you explain the concept of the exchange, like where, what the money represents? So for example, I, when when they get a little bit older, um, well, I'll use this as an example. My other granddaughter, she loved to make little rubber band bracelets. So she made a lot of bracelets and she said to her mom, I, I want to go sell my bracelets. So now she's thinking, okay, I can make something and I can sell it and now I'm going to get money, right? So she, this, this was years ago, right? When she was like maybe 10 or 11. So she went to her neighbors and said, would you like to buy a bracelet? And they were like, no, no thanks. I'm not interested. So then she said, hmm. she changed her strategy. And the next neighbor, she said, I'm selling bracelets for charity. And she sold them all and she came home. And my daughter said, I can't believe you sold all those bracelets. What did you do? And she told her and she said, oh, Rachel, you know what we're going to do? A good, another money opportunity. You said, told people you're doing it for charity. So we're going to take the money you made and bring it down to the senior citizens home and donate the money for charity. So kids surprise you. They came up with, come up with different ideas, the cutest things. And then the parents look for opportunities to introduce money. So as they get older, they learn, 
okay, if I make something, I'm going to get money. So I love that your daughter did that. I love that she did the, you know, like, hey, you said it's going to be charity. So now we have to give it to charity. I love that. That's really about follow through and commitment and being your word. I really love that. And and mm-hmm. having good character. And one of the things we talk about that I love that your daughter or your granddaughter learned is that exchange of, you know, something that you made, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit, something that she made can be, you know, a way for her to make money and, and that whole thing. And for my son, I know we, we, he has that all the time. I mean, always ideas on stuff he could be doing to make money. And, and then also we, but it was also difficult for him. I remember when he was little to make the connection between the money that we spent and the money that like what that represented. And so we always shared with him that the money that daddy earns is an exchange for, or that anybody earns really is an exchange of time of some, something it's an exchange of time. So like whether it be making bracelets, time making bracelets, or for my son, when he painted birdhouses for charity, it was the painting of the birdhouses and the selling and all that. And then, and the shipping and everything, but it's the time, whether it be in a business or a job or whatever, it's an exchange of time. So you get money for, and, and providing a service to people, right. Providing some kind of a service. Right. And that's what they learn. You work to get money to buy things you want. So you also need to teach them that there are important things that are non-material as well, correct? But money is part of it. So yes, yeah, I do understand because they realize I want to save my money for this particular toy. So, and then as a parent, you say, okay, well, how am I going to get the money? They have birthdays, they have Christmases, they can save some of their money. You teach them to save, you teach them to spend, you teach them to share with a brother or sister. Maybe you're going out and you say, you know, you want to use your money and buy an Italian ice or an ice cream. And this way they're getting the combination of everything. And I love that. They get, they realize, you know, I have money. So now I can share it with my friends. If we're going to the mall, maybe I can buy lunch for somebody. So it's a combination of everything. It's, you know, sharing, it's saving, and it's spending. It's a combination. Yeah, we have. Yeah, that's a good point. And I love that you bring that up because I want to make sure that we talk about habits and teaching good habits. And that's one of the things that we're talking about. And so how do you feel like, so once they have the concept of money, how do we teach them that? habits, the good habits, the financial skills, the financial education that says we need to save, we need to, you know, gift, we need to, you know, whatever. And we have spending money, we have saving money, we have all that. How do we, because I know you have such a great background in this area and teaching adults, right? But how do we teach that to kids? Well, you know, with, with the kids, um, with Teaching the kids, you want them to go ahead and make a a little bit of mistakes, right? Because the mistakes they make are going to be little. So it's better to make the mistakes when they're little than when they're older, because they're going to be bigger mistakes. So giving the children choices, 
for a birthday maybe or something and you say okay as a birthday present we're going to go to the toy store and you could pick out something here's your money you have x amount of dollars and then let the kids figure out okay i want this in my cart i want that and that's what i do with my grandkids on their birthday i take them shopping so matthew who just turned seven we took him to walmart to the toy store and he had like all these things in his cart so I'm um, just letting him pick them out. So I'm going, okay, Matthew, this is what, how much money you have to spend, pick and choose. So he's like, well, I don't really want this one. He would take it out of the cart, right? And then we came to a happy agreement. He was so happy. And then my husband and I took him out to lunch for his birthday. He had his new toys and he was so happy. And he said, Graham, can we do this again next year? So he's learning money. He's learning that you can't buy everything. And then I have some teenage grandchildren and we do the same thing, but we go to the mall. So it's like, okay, what do you want to buy at the mall? But you try to make it fun. You try to make it a pleasant experience. So this way they are learning. You have a budget, how to budget. You can't have everything you want. So you have to start somewhere. So start young, let them make their mistakes. Let them see it as you go along. And hopefully they get a secure financial idea. So as they get older, they can build a secure financial future. Yeah, I love that. And I it, that's so cute. I can totally see him just like, I want this and I want that and I want this. And then like, like hold the phone, hold the phone. Right. And, and it's, it reminds me of my son going around with his gift card, like, okay, it's $25. Well, gosh, you know, I don't know. There's not really that much that, you know, I guess I could get this for $25 and he picks up something and he's like, but that's, and, but he doesn't really want it. And my husband's like, do you really even want that? He's like, well, no, not really. But you know, that's something he just feels like, and we're like, look, you don't have to, and he, you don't have to spend it right now. You also don't need to you also priorities, thinking about priorities. Is this something that you would play with? Is this something that you need? Is this something like needs versus wants, right? I want to have this, but is it really practical for me to have this right now? I know my son was really into this new hobby and, and I flat out told him, I'm like, we're not, this is an expensive hobby. I'm like, we're not paying for this. Like if you want to do this hobby, you're a teenager, you can get some money and do it yourself. And, and this is, we're already doing all these other things. And he was like, okay. And so he's really weighing like side to side, like, I don't know. And then for his birthday, he wanted like, you know, one of the tools, you know, one of the equipment for it. And I was like, I was like, okay, I get that it's cool. However, would it make more sense to have a ticket to go do the experience instead of getting the, like one of the equipments that you could just rent there anyways, you know, when we're not going to be going that often, we're not going to be, you know, just this. And he's like, oh, cause he really wants it, you know, but then it's this interesting mental thing that we all go through. Absolutely. And that's teaching them how to make good decisions because good decisions keep you happy and on the right path. It's the bad decisions that give you consequences that maybe you didn't really want. So if that's, you know, and that's great. You teach them young, the pros, the cons, and let them decide. And if they pick the wrong thing when they're young, it's, you know, they learn from it. And it's not that big of a mistake. But yes, and you can also say, 
I understand you want this, this, and this. So you have X amount of money. You don't have to spend it. You can save it. And the next time you can maybe get the same amount and save it for something you really want. Don't just buy something because you have the money in your hand. Buy it because you really want it or you need it. And if you have a goal to save for, then save your money and spend it then. Yeah. We've also taught my son delay. He knows about delayed gratification. He knows about like setting a goal to get something and, you know, like all these things. So it's really, really great. And he also, one of the things we talk about a lot is like, we talk about the idea of setting the examples. So we, you know, for, for, I mean, we talk about it a lot in the Freedom Scholar, all the Freedom Scholar material we have and everything that I do, we talk about being the example. And so how does being an example you know, of that really impact your kids? Tremendously. It's so good to talk about money. It's so good to, you know, say what your family is going through. For example, say you want to go on vacation and you say, okay, this is where we have to go. We have to pay for the hotel. We have to buy food. I don't think kids realize what all goes into it. They just know, oh, we're going on vacation and we're going to have fun. But they have to realize it's just not that simple. It's something you have to save for. Um, Even if they want to buy something in particular as they get older, that's when parents start thinking, do I give them allowance? What are the pros? What are the cons? How do I keep track of an allowance? So I, you know, I think it's up to the parent to decide how they want to handle. But the more money conversations you have, the more financial information you can introduce to your your child, the better off they are. Yeah. And you guys, we talked about the the allowance theme a little bit um, with Brittany Young. So make sure that you check that out. Um, But I definitely want to, before we go, I definitely want to talk about your resources and where we find where we find your printables and everything like that. And then I have a really quick funny story before we do that, because this is hilarious. So my son is an overuser of products. He like thinks, you know, he uses twice as much shampoo as he thinks he needs, you know, like, I'm like, buddy, why don't you just use half of what you think you need and then see if that's enough. And then you can add more like the concept, like never really it's every, all the time. I'm constantly, it's toothpaste, it's lotion, it's shampoo, it's conditioner, it's, you know, everything. And so finally, one day he comes in and he's like, oh, I, you know, made a mess of my, you know, whatever, because he, or his face toner, because he like, you know, he's like, I am like, you shouldn't be using enough to have a mess. Like, that's not even like, that shit. And so we finally, I was so frustrated. I'm like, hey, you're buying the next toner. Like you're buying the next bottle. And, and he was really upset, but he was more, he was like, okay, I get it. And so he just ran out. So he, we, they just got it yesterday and he literally, he, he had a real awakening because it's not cheap and, and we don't get like cheap stuff. And so he, he came, he's like, wow, I didn't like even realize how much that was. And And so he came back and my husband was like, that was a big lesson for him. And he, he came in, he is taking a shower and that last night. And he said, oh, he says, I just use like way less shampoo than I normally use. And it's totally enough. (laughs) It's like that 
toner lesson really taught me a lesson, mom. I was like, that's right, buddy. (laughs) It is true. Once they start saving their money, they realize, oh, do I have to use my money when I go shopping or are you going to buy this for me? Because now they realize they don't really want to spend their money because it took a while to save that up. Exactly. Yeah. And he didn't have, he was like, man, I didn't want to pay for that again. It's so funny. I love it, but it transfers over. So it's really great. So Sandy, thank you so much for joining us today. How can we find your resources? You have tons of printables and, and how can we, what are your printables? What do you have right now? And I know you're adding more all the time. So make sure you always check back to Money Monster Kids and the, her um, shop on uh, Teachers Pay Teachers. But what do you have right now? And like, where can we find you? Okay, right now I have uh, resources like explaining money with with some uh, worksheets and activities. I have introducing money. I have identifying coins, identifying bills, making change, an allowance. And I also have one that you plan a party. So starting from writing out an invitation, and then you can like decorate the cake. You could pick out decorations and each one has a little price on it. And this way it helps you stay within your budget. So I try to do little fun games. So there is a mini money lesson to it, but it's still about uh, money management. And for Thanksgiving, I I, for Thanksgiving, I made a little activity where um a little girl goes shopping with her mom for Thanksgiving dinner and they go to the farmer's market. Then they go to the grocery store and how they stay within budget. And then Thanksgiving day, they had their meal and the importance of memories and family all tie into one. Cause it's just, I mean, you want to make sure it's just not all about the money. It's what you could do with the money, the options it gives you and to be comfortable and to live a kind of a more stress-free life. So Absolutely. I love that. Oh my gosh. That sounds like such a cute activity. And you do have a free activity um, that we will link down below as well in the comments, the show notes, and on YouTube in the description. So make sure that you check that out because it's a free activity, which is really fun. And um, make sure you check back more often for Sandy is always creating new things and not just for little, she's also creating stuff for all kinds of other kids in the future too. So thank you for joining us today, Sandy. Thank you for investing in us. And I, I know we had tons of fun and hopefully lots of mamas are going to be and dads too are going to be super excited about all this information and where to reach you. So thanks again. Okay. Thank you, Cammie. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. If you're loving this information and want to connect with Cami live, join our Facebook group, the Freedom Scholar Homeschooling Community. Every Thursday in Live with Cami, you can get more great homeschool tips, how-tos, and resources, and get your questions answered. And subscribe to our newsletter to get your free ebook, Creating Educational Harmony in Your Home. See show notes for the links. Hope to see you live. This is an informational podcast. 
The information presented in each episode is the most recent and honest to the best of the presenter's ability. Results are not guaranteed. This podcast aims to educate and there are no guarantees of results implied. Listeners are encouraged to seek out and meet their local homeschool requirements. Any products, websites, and company names mentioned in this podcast are their respective owner's trademarks or copyright properties. The presenter is not associated or affiliated with them in any way unless otherwise stated. Nor does the referred product, website, or company necessarily sponsor, endorse, or approve this podcast. We hope you enjoy and find value in each episode. This content is copyrighted and not authorized for reproduction.